You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. And if you remember that speech when President Trump gave it, it was pretty hilarious. He just, he did not show any respect to the person who didn't deserve respect. I completely love that speech. But I'm mentioning that today only because there is some breaking news seconds before we begin airing this program that a U.S. operation has killed al-Qaeda leader al-Zarahari. Um, he has died in a drone strike from the CIA. We'll talk more about that on Thursday, but Trump, uh, Biden is speaking just 30 minutes before this program airs at 8 o'clock. He is speaking at 7.30, so maybe that speech is not finished before you get to hear the program. Uh, maybe you might be one of these seven people listening to it. Either way, that will be going on, and so if you are going to listen to that, we might listen to p- clips of it on the program on Thursday, but I'll talk more about this on Thursday this is a news talk program, however, so I wanted to bring you the news right away. My name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network on our Monday broadcast. Remember, we are no longer daily. We do broadcasts on Monday and on Thursday. So if you don't listen to both of those programs, please do. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever else you get your podcasts. GOPjosh.com slash show is a great place to find them all. Also, before we hop in, we have plenty of primaries. This upcoming period, there are five states, actually six states holding primaries. It is Michigan, Arizona, Missouri, Kansas, and Washington. Races between Donald Trump candidates and other Republicans. There is a referendum in Kansas with abortion. In Michigan, there's a Tudor Dixon in that state of North, I should say. I can't say Michigan. The FCC might find me for that. because You're not allowed to swear on the air. But in Michigan, there's a Tudor Dixon who is running for governor, endorsed by Trump. I know in Arizona there's Carrie Lake for governor and Blake Masters for Senate, both tremendous candidates. I supported them before the Trump endorsements. In Missouri, there is no, actually, that's actually funny, that came out just before the program that Donald Trump actually endorsed Eric in the primary. I'm going to read the entire statement because it's pretty hilarious. There's a big election in the great state of Missouri, and we must send a MAGA champion and shrew warrior to the U.S. Senate. Someone who fight for who will fight for border security, election integrity, our military, and great veterans. Together we'll have powerful toughness on crime and the border. We need a pro- person who will not back down to the radical left lunatics or destroying our country. I trust the people of Missouri on this one to make up their own minds as much as they did when they gave me landslide victories in 2016 and the 2020 elections. And I am therefore proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. Not Eric Greitens. Not Eric Schmidt. There is just the name Eric. He endorsed Eric. So if you were leaning towards an Eric in Missouri, you are leading in the right path, according to President Trump. Obviously in Kansas, there is the abortion referendum to criminalize abortion. So if you are in Michigan or in Kansas, I'm sorry, wondering what that referendum is, it would allow the state legislature and the state Senate to ban abortion because I'm pretty sure currently there's a a amendment that says abortion is legal in the state of Kansas. This referendum will take that away so you can vote for that if you are pro-life. And if you're not pro-life, the primary is August 3rd. And that's just a joke. 
I'm just kidding. The primary is still August 2nd. You should vote on the Democratic ballot, however. And that'll still be on your ballot. But it will be tomorrow. Pretty much the Super Tuesday of midterm primaries. And I won't be live for it. The next broadcast will be Thursday. But I know American Predictions will be covering it on his YouTube channel. I will link that in the show notes below. Also in the show notes below is my Patreon to help out the program and our Discord server. But also uh, on those primaries, there's Washington, who I'm pretty sure only um, the only good candidate is Joe Kent, and he's not even that great. So I uh, just take that how you will in Washington. I don't have that many comments on that. But in Ohio, and I want to get into this more later because I want to dive deeper into a couple of these primaries later. But in Ohio, there is the state central committee for the Republican Party as well as the state house and the state senate. Those races are more crucial than you think. And and the media, the the Columbus media, the mainstream Columbus media, I should say, is not covering these elections. They're not saying, well, you know, we we, we want you to get out and vote like we did in, in May. They're pretty silent. They they might say there's a there's an election, but they won't say why. They don't say the importance of it. They don't claim that they are important. They could care less if you get out and vote. And the majority of people aren't going to vote. Only about 5% of people right now, they're predicting based on the numbers, will actually vote. So if you are going to, to, to in Ohio, like most of our listeners are, get out and vote. Uh, in the last program, I go in more detail about this. But uh, Sam McGuire on the Red Feature Radio Network at redfeatureradio.com has been talking to a lot of candidates in, in these races, so make sure you support them as well. It, it, not just support them, but but listen to their interviews and read into them and see if you want to support them. But we're going to get into that a little deeper later in the program, but I know sometimes audience retention isn't very long on podcast editions especially, so I want to get that out there before we move on. Biden tests positive for COVID-19, after testing negative for COVID-19, after testing positive for COVID-19. So he has the rebound infection of COVID-19. And now if this podcast was going on YouTube, I'd get taken down right here. Biden's tremendous four-shot vaccine, his two boosters and his two first shots, protected him so well that he caught COVID twice in less than a week. He was treated with uh, Paxlovid, or Paxlovid, I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's a, some sort of Pfizer treatment for COVID. And he tested positive, like a small percentage of candidates, including Dr. Fauci, including Joe Biden, for COVID after testing negative. He's done both, tested positive and negative and back to positive. So he has... Had an event at the White House since then. He is a super spreader at this point, as Joe Biden tr- normally is. When you go around sniffing people, you're going to be a super spreader. But I want to say this, and I'm going to just move on. I wanted to comment on this slightly. I hope he's feeling good. I hope he's healthy. I don't want him to die. I don't want the president to die. I don't want to abort the presidency. But I do want to just just simply say Ivermectin doesn't have the same problem. If people have Ivermectin and and take Ivermectin, they are not having the rebound cases. But it's not paid for by Pfizer. Pfizer doesn't make the money. 
that they're not going to allow it to happen. Frankly, had he had ivermectin over Paxlovid or, or Paxlovid, however you pronounce that, he would be healthy and he would be great right now. Frankly, it would be bigly, he'd be bigly, he'd be bigly great had he taken ivermectin. And that's all, that's all I'm going to say. But I, I, but we have to talk about this, especially with that, uh, that uh, Af- Afghanistan moment. I don't believe Afghanistan is going to declare war, but China might. Because we are at the potential now where we are, we are one step away from China turning on their missiles and, and turning on their, their planes and, and firing up their planes and, and flying them over here. Because Nancy Pelosi finds her legacy more important than the lives of, of 330 million Americans. Because Nancy Pelosi is taking an Asia tour right now. And originally it was rumored that she might possibly stop in China. Just possibly. But now she's planning on going. And China said, let me let me find if I can see if I can find this statement. We repeatedly said that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence, he said, reassuring Chinese officials that they stood by the one China policy. The United States recognizes China's one China policy regarding Taiwan, but maintains strategic uh, ambiguity about acting to defend the island if the Chinese military forces invade. Uh, July, Biden was critical of the proposed trip. Oh yeah, happy August, by the way. Uh, the military thinks it's not a good idea right now, but I don't know what the status of it is, Biden said when he was asked about it. Kirby acknowledged that China appeared to be positioning itself to act militarily if Pelosi visits the island. These are going to be, if I understand correctly, military fighter jets going over to Taiwan. So Pelosi can stop, shake someone's hand, get back on the plane and leave. Nancy Pelosi in her ego-filled personality, is more worried about her personal politics and her personal legacy than she is the lives of 330,000 Americans, or 330 million Americans, and however many more people would be affected by a world war. Seven billion Americans, if we're being honest. I'm... It, it blows my mind. It seriously blows my mind, the closed-mindedness of this political party. The closed-mindedness of the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Where she's more worried about her personal legacy, she's more worried about her personal politics, her personal party, her personal interests. That she will put the lives of millions and billions of people on the line risking a world war so she can go on vacation in Taiwan. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. There is a new poll out, or a new statistic out, but before we get to that, it's about young voters. But before we get to that, social media is the best way to get in contact with me and to protect myself from a tech censorship issue. So so before we 
move forward. First off, if you want to call the program, that goes directly to me, 57GOPJosh7, 574-675-6747. You can also text that number, 574-675-6747, or you can go to anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader slash message if you want to leave a voicemail for the program. You can also go to josh at gopjosh.com in your email box to get a direct line to me. And you can also, 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 also go to our Discord server and just leave your questions in there as well. That is also linked down below if you'd like to join that right beneath our Patreon, which if if you join the Patreon, you'll get a special rank on the Discord, kind of all intertwined. So the Daily Caller released an article from the Max Keating is the contributor's name. Biden's approval rating in the lower is lower in the youth demographic than his overall rate. President Joe Biden had a 30% advantage among under 30 voters in 2020, but that support has evaporated. Around 60% of 18 to 29-year-old voters backed Biden in 2020, making this younger group of Americans the age demographic he carried the most comfortably. But now Biden's approval rating among younger voters is worse than his overall rate. 37% versus 38% according to 538. This decline is in support. This decline in support is likely due to a perceived mishandling of the economy, a failure to fulfill campaign promises, and general political disillusionment, recent polling data shows. Young voters almost unanimously don't want Biden to run again in 2024, with 94% of voters aged, aged 18 to 29 hoping that someone else is at the top of the Democratic ticket, according to one on New York Times poll. So this is not going to help us. People are sharing this statistic happy. They're saying, yes, we have Biden off the ticket. We have Biden out of the White House. The young demographic is going to break for Republicans in the midterms. We had nothing to worry about. We will win. The The young people are turning conservative, and that's frankly not true. There's a very small number of conservatives that are that are young. And that, that's why this program is so successful, and that's why my friend's program, Sam's program, is so successful. And just overall other programs that, that highlight conservative voices young is because there's not that many of us. The 18 to 29-year-old old age demographic will still break 60% for Joe Biden if he runs again in 2024. In the, in the primary, or in the general election, I'm sorry. I mean, they're, they're not going to vote for Joe, uh, Donald Trump. They're not going to vote for Ron DeSantis either. These young kids don't want Joe Biden or Donald Trump. They want Bernie Sanders. They want AOC. They really don't want the same old, same old is what they say. And they, they, they want socialism. They want, and I know, socialism, but they want globalism. They don't want... Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not left-wing enough for them. So it's not going to be a saving grace for the Republican Party in the 2022 midterms or the 2024 presidential election. The only saving grace it will be is for the left-wing to get who they want in power because that that demographic will be much larger. I'll be able to vote in 2024. I'm not voting for uh, Bernie Sanders, but I will be able to vote in 2024. And frankly... I wouldn't be surprised if Bernie Sanders is still alive, he's on the tech on the ticket, or AOC will be on the ticket. People want her to run anyway. 
But that is what it is. I wanted to bring that up. That poll that young voters are abandoning us. And and I don't want to sound like I'm dooming. And I don't want to sound like I'm saying, well, there's no chance for us in the future. There's no reason to even worry about it. But these young people are not breaking for Republicans. They're not leaving the Democratic Party. They're not leaving the left. The left is actually leaving people like Joe Biden. Leaving people like Joe Manchin. The left is not going right. The left is going further left. They're becoming more fringe, more radical, more socialist, more communist, more globalist. And obviously Biden, whether you like him or not, doesn't fit that category. So young voters are breaking for, not Republicans, but breaking for even more left-wing candidates. Sorry to say it. That, that, that's the truth. And that's where it's going, and it's not going to help Republicans in the way people expect it to help Republicans. Republicans really need to recognize uh, the people they represent, okay, their voters, not the, not the lobbyist owners, not the corporate PACs, not, not those people. That's not who the Republican Party should represent. Uh, we need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. I just wanted to bring up that clip from SAS, the Student Action Summit, which was over a week ago now, still making its rounds in the media of Marjorie Taylor Greene saying we should be Christian nationalists. This is a representative of Congress, and they're saying we should be Christian nationalists. We shouldn't be afraid to put our faith out there. We shouldn't be afraid to put our country first. And I just wanted to give some words of support. So if Marjorie Taylor Greene is somehow out there listening, somehow listening to this program on the Red Feature Radio Network. I want to say we back you. I back you personally. 100%. I back you. 100%. And we are going to take back this country. We are not a secular nation. America is a Christian nation. A member of Congress knows that. We know that. And Marjorie Taylor Greene truly is a representative of the people. And it's funny. She was spotted at a golf tournament with her, Tucker Carlson, and Donald Trump over the weekend. And they were laughing when they were, people were chanting, let's go, Brandon. And, I mean, frankly, frankly, I'm not going to say anything. But if something happens where Trump decides to not run in 2024... Although I hope he does. You know, I thought we, we, we should maybe, just possibly, consider Tucker, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Flip the ticket, maybe. Make Tucker VP. Uh, he's too important to have VP. Tucker MTG. I could see that, and I could see that working out. And I could see that being a tremendous ticket, winning bigly. I could see that being a phenomenal, phenomenal ticket, being a phenomenal, phenomenal president and vice president and i'm sorry if y'all just heard that notification i have our discord server open so if you haven't already joined make sure you do just that that's our promo noise i'm kidding but i want to play and i I don't know if we have the clip or not but i want to i want to mention at least this video from the communist news network cnn I, i i we do have the video we do have the video Let's see here. Is it going to play an ad first? Come on, Fox News. I'm, I'm playing it from Fox News for the CNN. 
know if it's going to play in Anaheim. We'll get that here in just a second. But but they went to Wyoming. They traveled to the home state of Liz Cheney to ask them about their thoughts on the race between Harriet Hegman and Liz Cheney. Are you planning to vote for Liz Cheney? Yes. Hell no. Are you planning to support Liz Cheney? Absolutely not. What are your thoughts about Liz Cheney running for a fourth term? Um, personally, I think she said for three too many. Keep in mind, in 2020, Donald Trump won about 70% of the vote in Wyoming. So Liz Cheney's work on the January 6th investigation isn't playing so well with many Wyoming voters. She's done us dirty. How so? God, look at how she's done Trump. I'm a, I'm a Trump fan. I'm sorry. So she lost your vote because of her role on the January 6th committee and what she's yes. doing about Trump? Yes. She's supposed to be supporting him. She's a Republican, for crying out loud. I find her work on the January 6th committee just repulsive. How do you feel about her work on the January 6th committee and her role? It's all a hoax. It's all propaganda. It has nothing to do with anything. It's a witch hunt. Well, she says she's defending what's important to people here in Wyoming, uh, upholding the rule of law, defending the Constitution. Me. If that was the rule of law, why doesn't he have a defense team in that courtroom? That ain't the rule of law. That's a kangaroo court. That's not the Wyoming way. She has been an embarrassment. It's a witch hunt. Are you proud of her for taking on Donald Trump? No. Wyoming. The home state of the... Not not traitor, but the, but the backstabbing Republican, Liz Cheney, does not back her for re-election. And, and, and CNN most definitely sent their crew out there saying, you know, these polls... They're backed by Trump people. They're paid for by Trump people. They're not true. People are still going to vote for Liz Cheney. She's the name people know. She's the name people trust. So Anderson Cooper of CNN sent his crew out to Wyoming to to interview people, kind of like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, one of the two, style, just going up to people, just shoving a microphone in their face, and do you support someone? Do you support Liz Cheney? And we heard some tremendous answers from, from true patriots, and I don't think that's what... Anderson Cooper was expecting when he sent out that crew out there to Wyoming, spending all that money, spending CNN's fake news money just to promote Harriet Hagman some more and show that people in Wyoming really don't like Wyoming's only, only representative that is in Congress. Because frankly, who would support someone like that? Like they said he, she traded on Donald Trump. She was a traitor to Donald Trump. She's a Republican. She's supposed to back Donald Trump. You heard her say that. You heard that one Wyomingan say that. Which is great. It's bigly great. I, I support that completely. I don't know why I keep saying bigly today. It just comes up in my mind. And I, I don't think we want to talk about the primaries before the break. Let me see. We have something else to talk about before the break here on the Conservative Crusader. I want to get into the primaries when I have a full segment to go. It's going to be an Ohio segment. It's going to be a, an American segment. It's very important. And we are great. It is great bigly. <laughs> this is a great program today. I'm very excited. There's so much to talk about. I really have nothing else to talk about but outside of the primary today. There's so much to talk about. There's so little to talk about. I think it's hilarious. Let's be honest. I want to go back to this. Because I didn't really have time to digest it. Where Where Donald Trump decided to endorse every Eric. He did not say a last name. He endorsed every Eric for U.S. Senate in Missouri. I mean, 
I'm proud to announce that Eric has my complete and total endorsement. And people thought it was fake. I tweeted it out. I'm like, hey, hey, look, he just endorsed Eric Greitens. He just endorsed Eric Schmidt. Hope he didn't endorse Eric Stutzman. Now, who, who knows who he endorsed? And he never endorses this late. The primary's tomorrow. I don't know the last time he endorsed in the, the day before on, on Monday evening. But he endorsed Eric. And I, I was hoping there'd be a possibility he would endorse Eric Greitens. Or not Eric Greitens, I'm sorry. I was reading about Eric Greitens. I was hoping he was endo- going to endorse Billy Long. But I want to say this. As the true Trump endorsement, in my opinion, that that really endorses, where he really endorses someone. Because he said in his statement, I want to play it, I'm going to say it here. Have the people, have the great people of Missouri been considering the big, loud, and proud personality of Congressman Billy Long for the Senate? They appreciate what they have in him, a warrior and the first political, major political leader to say, you better get on the Trump train, it's leaving the station. That was before I even announced I was running for president. This is not an endorsement, but I'm just asking. And that is Donald Trump. That was in March. Obviously, it's not an official endorsement. He said, I'm not endorsing. When Trump said that Eric Schmidt was dishonesty in politics too bad on Truth Social, doesn't like Vicki Harstetler, said that Eric Greitens is who the Democrats want, so he's really just doing this to troll. It's called we do a little bit of trolling. We do a little bit of trolling as Donald Trump does. He does a little bit of trolling. But, but that endorsement is just as sad. I was, I was really hoping he would endorse someone real. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just, we do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little bit of, a little bit of trolling. So true. But that was the endorsement in Missouri. Disappointing for all of us America First Billy Long guys out there. I, I really like Billy Long. He's pretty great. He, he's going to have to shut down Laura Loomer. She will be in Congress at one point. He's going to have to shut her down, just like he did in that committee hearing. But anyways, when we return, primaries are tomorrow. Big primaries, bigly primaries tomorrow in many states across the nation. We're going to talk about those Specifically Ohio, because Ohio is the way the nation goes. As Ohio goes, so does the nation. We're going to talk about that when we return. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. We like to troll. We like to go the night before one of their primaries. We just, we do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. And I thought about that all the way through the break with that Missouri endorsement. That, that, <laughs> it was, it was, I, I don't know what to say. It was hilarious. Where he's just frankly endorsing every Eric. There's three Eric's on the ballot, two major candidates on the ballot named Eric. He's endorsing them all. He should have said he's endorsing Eric, Billy, Vicky. Deshaun, whatever the names are on the ballot, he should have said they are endorsing them all. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. And there are some candidates who impeached Trump, who, who and voted to impeach Trump. Four of the ten opted to retire that voted for Trump, uh, ten Republicans, that is, 
two overcame primary challenges and one did not. So that is five down, three more to go at this point. There are two lawmakers from Washington and one from Michigan who are going to be closely watched to see Trump's test with GOP voters. This is from The Hill. Representative Peter Meyer, and I heard Peter Meyer originally, I heard about him on the Noah Ring program, and I was like, oh, this seems like a great candidate. He seems pretty conservative, pretty good on the issues. And the first thing he does in Congress is, is votes to impeach Trump. He, he's a freshman lawmaker. He just, it's it's disappointing. He's endorsing, or Trump endorsed John Gibbs, the only first-term Republican representative to vote to impeach the former president was Peter Meyer, sitting off a wave of opposition from fellow Michigan Republicans, including county-level GOP groups that have censured him. So he enters Congress, right? He, he walks through the big doors, and he, he goes in there and says, I'm going to impeach the leader of my party that won my state. First act of Congress. First thing he does, not exactly first, but... One of the first things he does in Congress as he enters the door is, I'm going to vote to impeach the leader of my party, the person Michigan voted for without fraud. Well, let's do that. Let's see how well that goes over for the people in Michigan. And frankly, they didn't like it. John Gibbs, I hope he is great. I hope he, he is a great candidate. I hope he is. I, I don't know that much about him. And frankly, if he has the Trump support against a uh, impeacher, then I hope he wins. But the thing that they are attacking him with is that the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, ran ads for him. That won't do anything. John Gibbs needs the support. And even if he's getting bipartisan support, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're running it to because he's the conservative candidate, of course. But they're running it on behalf of Peter Meyer. The ads are saying that Gibbs is a Trump ally, ally who is too conservative for the district. A wink to Republican voters upset with Meyer for his lack of loyalty to the former president. So, whatever. If they want to waste their money on that, they can. Peter Meyer is not going to win. John Gibbs will take the victory, taking down one more Trump endorsement. And I hope the heir to the Meyer supermarket chain, I don't know if he's actually the heir to it, but I know he's related to the people. The Meyer last name is pretty uncommon outside of Michigan and Ohio. I need to stop saying Michigan. The FCC is going to get on me. But but he will lose, and he is a disgrace to Michigan. He's a disgrace to politics, frankly. Going in that fast and ending your own career, that's like a... That'd be like a WWE move, running into the ring and then just smacking yourself up against the side with a... Smack up yourself upside the head with a chair. I don't watch WWE. But there's another representative, Jamie Herrera-Boteller, I believe is her, how you pronounce her name, I really don't know. She is facing four Republicans and three Democrats in a jungle primary. Uh, Trump and Dorsey Joe Kent is the top, top competition, the inclusive populism guy. Ugh. But he's better than the, uh, the impeacher. He's for the Washington swamp, not for Washington state. Donald Trump said Kent is at 27% uh, Bulitzer at 21, 19% saying they are undecided. So honestly, I, I can't support him. But I hope Joe Ken outperforms the current congresswoman. Dan Newhouse in Washington's 4th District, running against former police chief Lauren Cup, endorsed by Trump for support of the gun rights and denial of President Biden's election victory in 2020. 
refused to endorse gun laws and or enforce them, sorry, during his tenure as police chief, the Seattle Times reported. Four-term Congressman Newhouse has raised significantly more money than Culp, who ran for governor of Washington in 2020, although Culp's internal polling shows him leading the field. So let's see where that goes in that race. Those are the three races up. So follow those. Michigan's third, Washington's third, and Washington's fourth. I believe it's Michigan's third. Follow those races. Like I said, I know uh, American Predictions will be covering it on his YouTube channel. Uh, it has a big AP on the logo, 800 and some subscribers. So watch his election night. I will link it down below to see all of the races. And I'll make sure I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that he needs to talk about Ohio. Frankly speaking, I, I'm i an Ohio guy. Got to talk about Ohio if, you're, if, if I'm listening. <laughs> but Republicans, even the non, non-Trump endorsed Republicans are leading the midterm ballot and leading the midterm race. A CBS News battleground tracker shows Republicans in the lead for control of the House with 230 seats projected for the GOP and 205 for Democrats and would give Republicans 12 more seats than the 218 needed to control the chamber. There is currently a slim majority of 220 for the Democrats. The poll's margin of error is 12 seats, so that right within the margin of error. Either way, we are winning the majority based on that poll. This could be an outlier, but frankly, it's a good poll right now. The survey also found that Democrats are uh, disenchanted with current affairs and less likely to show up to vote than their Republican counterparts. And I'm not going to do the the basic talking point about young voters and Democrat voters, but if you're a young voter and you don't have to have a job, you don't work, you don't pay rent, you don't do chores around the house if you live with mommy and daddy in mommy's basement, if you don't do these things— then you don't have a reason to get out and vote. Most people are going to get out and vote right now, this time of year, this right now, because they are upset with the people in power. Because of their economy policy, the economic policy of the Biden administration is tearing Americans apart. It's it's frankly so true. Right now, in this country, Gas is falling somehow. It's not Biden's fault. I mean, if it's not his fault raising it, it's not his fault lowering it. So it is what it is. But there is not currently a policy more important than the economy. Right now, no one is going out and saying, I'm going to vote all Democrats and put out yard signs and knock on doors and make phone calls and get my people out to vote because... We aren't going to be able to have abortion in certain states. That's not a big enough reason to get people out to vote. And we'll see in Kansas, I guess, tomorrow whether or not it's a good enough issue at all for Democrats to run on. But I think the left is getting to the point where they're saying, yeah, Democrats aren't really going to codify Roe, so what's the point? They've they've said it for so many years. They've had an opportunity for so many years without the repercussions of what actually happened. So why would we even support them? Why would we vote for them? When nothing's going to come from it. Maybe that's where they are. Maybe that's not. I'm not a Democrat. I don't know. But it is what it is. We are winning the polls. I'm not sure how the Senate is going right now. Is there a Senate poll in this? The Senate is not in that. But certain candidates are starting to lose the election, frankly. In Republican states and R plus 8 states for Donald Trump are starting to lose because they're not campaigning. 
and they're not answering their emails. Answer your email, J.D. Vance. I, I want to talk to you. But obviously, we mentioned earlier, Donald Trump in the that state up north. I'm not saying it anymore. I might need to. I might need to get my bleep button out because I can't say the name. But Donald Trump in here. Here. Here we go. Do I have the bleep button? Do we have the bleep button? <laughs> I got. I got a sensor so I don't get taken down. So Donald Trump's endorsement in was of Tudor Dixon in the Republican race for governor. It was a very late endorsement into the Republican primary for governor. She has raised a beautiful family and is ready to save She's pro-God, pro-gun, and pro-freedom, and she won't be stopped. She will stand up to the radical left as they try to indoctrinate our children and is ready to take on one of the worst governors in the nation. The only person who had harsher lockdowns than Gretchen Whitmer, obviously in that state up north, was the governor of that state down south, Ohio, and Mike DeWine. So, so Gretchen Whitmer has to go. Tudor Dixon will do that. I believe she's a great candidate, and I hope she wins. Obviously, I don't really want Michigan to have a better governor than Ohio. Michigan can have it. Oh, 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 I forgot it. I mean, uh, I, don't, I really don't want to have a better governor than Ohio, but you know what it is what it is. Got to support our neighbors. So, uh, Tudor Dixon, you take that state by control. Take control of that state and win this election. Carrie Lake in Arizona, and I'm just going through these rapid speed because we got to be quick. Frankly, we're running out of time. She wants to upend how Arizona's vote and how their votes are counted. This is a hit piece from the Washington Post against Carrie Lake, but let's read it anyway. Republican gubernatorial hopeful Carrie Lake is already telling her supporters to not trust the result of Tuesday's primary unless she wins. We will not stand for another stolen election, she said to a cheering crowd at a recent campaign event in North Phoenix without providing credible evidence of wrongdoing. Um, we're already detecting some fraud, and none of you are shocked. We're already detecting fraud, and believe me, we've got cyber folks working for us. We've got lots of attorneys, and I'm hoping that we have the sheriff that will do something about it. We'll keep you posted. Obviously, your statements have resonated with Trump supporters. An audience primed to meet disappointing election results with skepticism, the culmination of years of erosion of trust in government institutions. There's no need for, for Carrie Lake to be nervous. She's winning in every poll but one. And she is the candidate. And I'm I'm not endorsing. I don't endorse. Maybe there'll become a time that I'll find it important enough to endorse and actually put my support behind someone. But right now, from my perspective, my outside perspective of the state of Arizona, I've never been there. I'd love to go, but I've never been there. I believe that Carrie Lake and Blake Masters are two of the best candidates to serve the state. Carrie Lake will do some sort of loophole in the Constitution to declare a state emergency for the border. And that's what we need. We need governors taking control of the border. She's on the border, obviously, Arizona is. And she will build a wall on Arizona's land with the power she is given as governor. That, frankly, is enough for me. None of her opponents will say the same. And and she needs to win that election. And I hope she does. Because we need to build a wall, especially in Arizona, especially in Texas. And obviously, Carrie Lake will do that. Maybe she'll lead the way for governors like Greg Abbott to do their job. We'll see. But Carrie Lake is the candidate Trump endorsed. Uh, Blake Masters, one of the Thiel brothers. <laughs> um, outside of that, he's a great candidate. He, he's an America first patriot. He's from Arizona, I believe. And he he's not running for the money. He, he's not running for the fame. He's not running for the power. He's running, at least based on his campaign ads, to put the people back in a financial position 
that they should have been in and they have been for traditions for, for years. He, he's mentioned multiple times in campaign videos that he wants a a stable family situation in the United States that families can work and, and pay for their bills with only one job and only one parent working in the family to have a traditional family structure and a, a strong family structure. And if that's the case, if he can do that, I have uh, he supports me. I, I support him. I mean, frankly, just what he said, I, I hope he wins this primary. I believe he's pulling pretty highly. And frankly, Blake Masters is the guy. And he had the, the true Trump endorsement. I mean, if you if you've seen this video, you've seen some of the endorsements that are just that are just letterheads. But he actually let me see if it's still pinned here. Let's see here. Where he actually had the video. It is a actual video with Donald Trump standing in his office, I believe, in uh, Blake's office. And it's a great ad. Blake Masters is an incredible person, a very smart guy, and an America first fighter. I endorse Blake because he will protect our border, he stands for life, and he's strong on election fraud. Frankly, he's strong on everything needed to keep Arizona first. Mark Bronovich and Jim Lehman, on the other hand, will only let you down. Blake Masters has my complete and total endorsement. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. Sir? And that's obviously a TV commercial, but most candidates just have pictures and slideshows and say, he supports me. That is a true endorsement. I like how Blake Masters isn't overly edited. He's not overly produced. He just, his website looks like it might have been made in 15 minutes, but it has the true information needed. He His ads just have some captions and have his logo at the end. They're not overly produced. They're not filtered. It's great. I support him. I, I've supported him since he declared. And I really do support him. And I hope he does bigly. I hope he, <laughs> I need to stop saying that. I hope he does great. In his race. So if you are in any of the places I named before. Michigan, Arizona, Missouri, Kansas, Washington. And the great state of Ohio. You need to get out and vote. Obviously Kansas has that abortion referendum on the ballot. Also if you're in Kansas support that. Ohio support your state central committee candidates. Listen to the last episode about that. That was out last Thursday. Where I went in depth about that. America. This is Super Tuesday. This is the Tuesday that will determine, the, 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 frankly, the state of the Senate, if we win the Senate or not. It will determine whether or not we have great governors in multiple states. And for the state most important to me, the state of Ohio, it will determine whether or not our Republican Party is under DeWine's absolute control for two more years. It will determine whether or not our state central committee will be compliant, and our state house and our state senate will be compliant with Mike DeWine for two more years. That's what it determines. So I know it's late notice, but I said it last I said it last week. You should have been listening. We need to make sure that we are supporting the best candidates to take down the tyrannical regime in power in Ohio. Research your candidates. Go to Ohio SO, I believe it's OhioSOS.gov. Make sure Ohio OhioSOS.gov. Scroll down, find your district, click on it, find your county. Most of them are divided by counties. Maybe you have to type in your address. Go to the Senate district and click on your district. Go to that race and go to your preferred patriot group, whether it's the Ohio gun owners, Ohio uh, again advocates for medical freedom, whether it is the uh GFI, uh, Grassroots Freedom Initiative, Ohio Value Voters, and see who their candidates are. 
and go to multiple of them and read about the candidates yourself and read and make sure that you support these candidates that you are voting for. And whatever you do, this primary cost us 30, 20 to $30 million of taxpayer dollars. Make it worth your taxes and get out and vote. We paid for it, might as well do it. You, you, you don't buy a new mop. Or someone doesn't get you a mop for Christmas and forget to give you the receipt, right? And say, well, just use the mop. Just, just use the mop. Just use the mop. And let's mop out the Ohio Republican Party. Let's mop out the state Senate and the state House. Let's mop them out. Let's clean it up. You don't get your receipt for this. You don't get to return it. You have to vote August 2nd, Ohio, and everywhere else across the nation that has primaries. Get out and vote August 2nd. That is tomorrow. And make sure you are listening on Thursday to hear some information about those races and and who won and, frankly, where our Republican Party is going. Because there's not a general election for this. This is the only opportunity you have to vote for these state central committee candidates. It's incredibly important. Incredibly important. My name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. See you Saturday. Stay tuned. Or see you Thursday. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.